You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday final show of the week. A number of things to cover in today's episode. Zion Williamson leaving the bubble. What's going on there? What might his return look like? Is he going to miss any games? We'll give you the latest on that. Also, some weird reporting on that too, which I might rant on a little bit about. We'll also do season in review for JJ Redick. And then finally, we're going to wrap up. There's some more injury news coming out of the bubble. Luckily, no one Pelicans related, but teams the Pelicans are involved with. I will involve with like playing Also, some scrimmage news with that sort of stuff, too. I'll give you the update on all of that. Get you set for the week because we've got scrimmage games coming next week. I can't wait. We're going to get to see some real basketball. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. All right, Zion Williamson leaving the bubble, the biggest story for Pelicans fans on the day. This came a little bit unexpectedly. All of Nothing leaked. All of a sudden in media's inboxes, in my inbox, there was a press release from the Pelicans that was very simple, and it reads, Zion Williamson departed Orlando this morning to attend to an urgent family medical matter. He intends to rejoin the team in Orlando for the NBA restart at a later date. Quote, we fully support Zion's decision to leave the NBA campus to be with his family, end quote, said Pelicans executive vice. Vice President of Basketball Operations, David Griffin. Out of respect for the Williamson family, we will have no further comment at this time. Okay, what's it mean, right? Well, first and foremost, we we hope his family's okay. Um, he worked with his stepfather the entirety of the uh, shutdown that we've had here. Looks really good, looks to be in very good shape. Everyone's kind of raving about his jump shot. Uh, during all of this. So we had big expectations for Zion at the restart. Will that happen now? You know, honestly, it's too early to say. Everyone's kind of jumping to, like, if he gets back in this time, he can make this game. It's, it's going to depend on the family and what's going on there. You know, we can make assumptions about this. I don't think that's right to do here on the show, but it's all going to depend on him kind of getting the family stuff in order, and we hope that everyone's okay. And if he does miss time, even with the Pelicans fighting for the playoffs, in any time, let alone in a fucking pandemic, we're not concerned about that, right? We didn't get angry at Derek Favors for missing time when his mother passed away and dealing with all that. Family first, always, and the Pelicans as an organization have really emphasized that even before David Griffin came in. They excused Drew Holiday to be with his wife and child during that whole thing a couple of years ago, and he missed 13, 15 games. I forget the exact number. This is entirely okay we could leave it at that so the protocols for returning to the bubble whenever that is is a little bit uh, confusing a lot of this stuff is confusing right now in theory no one's supposed to leave and then come back but there are certain things for extenuating circumstances given what this is you kind of feel like this probably falls under that quote-unquote extenuating circumstances um, that allows you to leave 
Um, you know, and those are, you know, things like team directed medical care off campus, birth of a child, a documented severe illness or death in the family or a previously scheduled family wedding. There's ways you can get out of it. It sounds like with all of this, that it is family related. They said that directly in the press release. So we're going to assume that he is kind of approved and gets the extenuating circumstances. So if he has gone fewer than seven days and if he's tested for COVID-19 each day that he's gone and test positive all of those days, he only needs to quarantine in his hotel room for a period of four days. If there's all negative tests, if he has the required testing and all of that, if he's gone longer than a week, he still has to quarantine for four days. If he has a negative test for the final seven days that he's gone. Um, if it's longer than that, that's where things get a little bit weirder and you potentially need a quarantine for up to 10 days. If that's the case, the bubble and the integrity of the bubble is of utmost concern. The Pelicans first game is on July 30th. That is 14 days from now. So if he has gone four days, potentially he, you know, could get back in time for it all. You know, if uh, even if he doesn't get the required testing, then he quarantines for 10 days and he's good. You're missing practices, though. You're missing the conditioning. All of that stuff isn't necessarily ideal for him then to play in the first game. You would hope that he's getting the testing done, that the Pelicans are providing him tests, that a service is getting all the testing done. They want to return. I just don't think that's anyone's first and foremost concern right now. So we're going to see. I don't want to call anything with this right now and be like, here's when he could make his return. We don't know. It depends on the family. I don't like to kind of look at any of this thing. Obviously, we all hope that he's going to return right away because that means everything's going to be okay with his family. If it's longer and he misses games, it's longer and he misses games. One thing to keep in mind, if he isn't there for the start of the games um, in 14 days, Pelicans went 10-5 and in the 15 games before his return. They were playing some of their best basketball. Derek Favors was healthy. Brandon Ingram was playing at the all-star level. They are very capable of being a complete team, particularly with the easy schedule that they have, which is about to get even easier when I throw some things at you in the third segment. So... Things are still okay. This shouldn't necessarily be looked at as like a, a woe is me, a disastrous turn for the Pelicans in their chances for the NBA playoffs. I still think very highly of this team. I think we all do. Obviously, if you have Zion, you feel a little bit better, but they can easily win the required number of games looking at their schedule without him. So we'll touch on J.J. Redick and his play this year for the Pelicans so far coming up here in just a second. But don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only podcast Monday through Friday here for you all breaking down every single thing you want to know about this team as we gear up for the NBA's restart. Covering all the players to catch you up on everything that was going on with them. All the other bubble teams, we've got more of those interviews coming as well. And we'll look at the other teams in the Western Conference also because it should be just kind of fun to gear you up for the NBA's restart because I've forgotten a whole heck of a lot. So make sure you subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, player in review, not player in review, season catch-up. That's what we're doing. It's not the end of the season here with J.J. Redick, Pelican shooting guard. Big free agent signing that was kind of a splashy deal when he signed here. It was within minutes of free agency starting that no one really had an idea that this was the type of move the Pelicans could do or would do. And it kind of sent kind of a little bit of reverberations around the league of like, he's going there. This is a guy who's made the playoffs every year of his career, 14 straight. He wants to keep that going. And to sign with this team that's young, 
a lot of talent, but unproven for the most part, really kind of says a lot about what he saw here. And he didn't just come in to kind of mentor the young guys, all of the Duke players and all the other young guys that they have. He was really brought in to be a contributor to this team. And he has been. Oftentimes coming off of the bench for New Orleans or starting, he's played 54 games, 35 starts, kind of filling any role that the team needs with that. He's given you the shooting. We all know that J.J. Redick can drain threes. He's shooting from deep this season 45.2% on 6.4 threes per game, basically making three of them. That is excellent. 15 points per game. Also keeps the ball moving just a little bit with two assists along with 2.6 rebounds per game. But he's a court spacer, and they use him in a variety of ways, and he can get a shot off fast. So dribble handoffs, deadly in those sorts of things. Anywhere where there's space, he can get his shot up quick and drain it and kind of keep things going. But he's also shown you that he provides a whole lot more than just three-point shooting. You've seen it over times this year. Look, he had the game winner against the Sacramento Kings um, with that kind of scoop lefty hand that he had that he said he had to reach deep into his bag to pull out his veteran bag there. They gave the Pelicans a two-point win over the Sacramento Kings back in early January. So he can do it in a variety of different ways, and he's been key at times. There's times when he's more of a role player, but there's times when he really takes a big focal point of the offense, kind of stepping up when you need it. Over a seven-game stretch where the Pelicans went five in three during that in November, he averaged 22.1 points per game. That's the type of guy that you need that steps up when things aren't going as well as possible for you. He scored 22 points, 24 points, 19, 26, 18, 26, and 20. It's really good. It wasn't just with threes. You know, there was a game where he only had three of them made, but he still managed to score in other ways and get to the free throw line when he needs to. So he's willing to put the ball on the court and dribble it and attack. And you've seen that he was big in a loss against Milwaukee, but he put up 31 points on just three made threes. He was 10 of 16 from the field in that game and 8 of 8 from the free throw line. This is a guy who, if you send him a foul line, is going to make the free throw. So if Zion's playing, if Ingram's drawing fouls, Zion's drawing fouls, and the Pelicans get into the bonus early, he's a court spacer, yes, but he can do a number of other things for you, and I think that's where he's so useful. He just kind of fills whatever gap you have out there. He fills that leadership role, too. He's clearly having a lot of fun with the guys while in Orlando. He's shot getting beers. He's playing golf with Alvin Gentry and Josh Hart, though it doesn't seem like it went all of that well. And we saw he hit it into the water at least once. But he's been perfect for New Orleans. I think he got off to a bit of a rocky start you know, for him here, but really has settled into the role that he's had and seems to really like it. And during this hiatus, you know, his lease ended on his apartment downtown. So he just moved in with Drew Holiday. That sounds kind of fun. They were at his pool every day. He said they were working on their base stand. It's a guy who makes the locker room more fun, can kind of be that right guy that fills that team chemistry void and helps build all of that up, but then is also willing to have a hard talk with you in a locker room at halftime when some things just need to be said so that the team gets their head on straight. Fills every role you want. This is the perfect guy to have in the bubble right now. For such a young team that could run into so many issues being young uh, in a pressure-filled environment like this, you feel good with J.J. Redick on your side. So he's going to be a big part of the reason why the Pelicans have success with Zion or without during this NBA's restart. He's important, and you've got to feel very good that he's there in Orlando with the team.
All right, so coming up, some more injuries in the bubble, but not for the Pelicans. This is kind of not usually how we talk about this sort of thing. So that's that's kind of nice. You don't root for injuries, but that's kind of nice. Before we do that, though, don't forget, tell a friend about Locked On Pelicans. Help get them tuned into the podcast here. Spread the word. Get them clued in to assume very good basketball talk as we gear up for the NBA's restart. You don't want your annoying friends to ask you stupid questions, right? Like, which big free agent are they going to sign? You know they don't have money to go sign a big-name free agent this offseason, right? You get sick of your friends asking you about it. Look, I get sick of some of my friends texting me about it. I tell them, you guys know who what, what I do here. I talk basketball. Listen to the podcast. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast too. Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. All right, wrapping up today's show, some injury news inside the bubble, but in kind of good ways for New Orleans. You never want to say injuries are good, so I don't mean it like that, but you know, these are things we talk about and it's kind of how it goes. Uh, first and foremost, San Antonio Spurs, we had Jeff Garcia and Casey Vieira on talking about them the other day. Interesting for them, they mentioned Trey Lyles a couple of times to see if maybe he's a guy that could really play well in the bubble and kind of establish himself as like the next great Spurs big man. He's going to be out of the bubble and out for the remainder of these final eight games and the rest of the NBA's restart. He was only averaging 6.4 points per game, but also grabbing six boards per game. Again, good rebounding can potentially doom New Orleans. That's, you know, something that is an easy way to beat him when you're not giving Zion those second chance points. Not having him in there, not having Lamar Aldridge, I feel significantly better about that Spurs game when otherwise it might kind of worry me a little bit. Two of the games, though, that are most concerning are the Sacramento Kings. They were playing some of their best basketball of the season since the All-Star break. That's a team that's 7-3. They're in contention for all of this, and the Pelicans play them twice. If they win both of those games, like New Orleans is, is probably toast, and they might be the team that gets in over the Portland Trailblazers to get into that fight with Memphis. So, bit of a concern with all of that and that team. While their starting point guard, the best player on their team, De'Aaron Fox, is he's, he's going to be out for 7 to 10 days. He's got a sprained ankle, and if you remember, he suffered a sprained ankle earlier on in the year, which was a big injury for him. He missed 17 games. This is on the same ankle. That's something to kind of keep an eye on. Luke Walton said it's not a big deal. But he's going to be reevaluated in seven to 10 days. So they're looking at him being reevaluated potentially right at the start or so of the regular season seeding games, whatever you want to call these final eight. He's going to miss the scrimmages probably. But will he be ready to go for when the games start counting and mattering? It's, it's a question right now. You know, we're not entirely sure. I'm going to sneeze. Okay, due to the magic of editing, I am back now. No sneeze that you guys need to listen to here. Sorry about that. So, like, look, dear, I, I even lost my train of thought from this one now. So, he's got the ankle injury. He might miss some games, or is he going to be full go? Is he going to be getting a full minutes allotment? Who really knows? Anything that makes the Kings less scary, I'm, I'm for. I really like watching him play. This guy has been really, really good so far this year. 24 points, uh, 20.4 points per game alongside seven assists. Four rebounds per game. Not a great shooter, but uh, and he's given Lonzo Ball fits in the past. Lonzo Ball's ducked him along with like every other star uh, for years and years and years now. So something to kind of keep an eye on there. 
Um, and then we've learned that Eric Bledsoe tested positive for COVID-19. We'll be getting to the bubble and kind of checking in with the Bucks. That that kind of matters for a scrimmage game, I think, a little bit. You'd probably want Eric Bledsoe out there playing with them in one of the scrimmage games that New Orleans has with them because, frankly, you just want to go up against the best guys possible. Um, so that's a bit of a detriment to New Orleans, maybe, if he's not playing. We'll see, though. So we'll see how this all goes. Those are some of the big injury things kind of coming out of the bubble right now. It's a bit of a slow news day with everything. On Monday, we'll keep doing our season catch-ups for both teams, players. I also want to look at the ESPN NBA bubble rankings, ranking the top 50 players in Orlando. A little interesting. You know, a lot of love for Zion. Not a lot of love for a guy like Brandon Ingram and putting some other guys ahead of him. That's not necessarily great. Um, for, for people's expectations, but I don't think that ultimately matters. So we'll see. A lot coming next week. We've got a, a lot of fun stuff planned, and I cannot wait to get some real NBA games, some NBA scrimmages, frankly. That'll do it. I'll take that right now. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all on Monday. Now tell your podcast to play podcast or now tell your smart device there we go to play podcast rejecting the screen exclusively part of the lockdown podcast network got gerald wallace with a long form interview on there which is a whole lot of fun so again thank you all for listening i'm jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all on monday 